So good afternoon, everyone. This is Audrey from CEO Class. So CEO Class is a global for impact initiative that aims to inspire our next generation through online fireside chats with leaders all over the world. So this afternoon, we are so honored to have Levin, the founder of Accelerate, here with us today. So you're such a young, passionate, and ambitious leader in the tech space, and I can't wait to speak to you. So welcome, Levin. Looking forward. So welcome so much. So uh, to start with, could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and your company, Accelerate? Yeah, sure. Um, so I started Accelerate, which is a education to employment platform, about four years ago. Um, over the last four years, we've had the absolute honor and pleasure to upskill uh, and reskill and train 20,000 students and alums across uh, individuals, across governments, across enterprises, across society. Um, and really, the goal of the company is to prepare millions of people for a future of work, a future where skills like artificial intelligence. Uh, man and machine are kind of integrated together, and a future where hopefully the education system is is not failing us, but it's helping us to create greater lives and to create um, more fulfilling impact on the world. So we try to inspire millions of people to go learn about things like climate change or um, ESG or um, you know fighting breast cancer or lung cancer, and so these are causes that can kind of push. Humanity forward, right? This is what human progress is all about, and so the education system today just doesn't do that. Um, it forces you to go get a job. It forces you to master an exam uh, without any thought about what actually matters. So, yeah, it's an area that we really feel passionate about. That is amazing. So I know that you was a investment banker before. So how did you change your career to the tech space? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I used to be an investment banker at a firm called Lazard in New York, and I think uh, for all my life I dreamt about becoming an investment banker. And when I finally got there, I realized that this actually wasn't that inspiring. Nothing wrong with the job, but I could feel that it was a job, it was a career, it wasn't a calling, right? A calling is very different to a career. A calling is something that's intrinsic. You feel uh, like it's a mission. Right, like a purpose, like you know, something is very spiritually connected to your soul. And for me, when I was in Africa after quitting that job, building those schools there, I felt very connected to what we could do for humanity. It wasn't just some deals; it's like le- really changing people's lives. So, yeah, that's kind of been an area of focus for me to try and interact with and enable educators on our platform, enable companies to hire from us, enable sort of. Students to learn advanced skills in areas like AI, design, cyber, fintech, blockchain, anything about the future. That's an area that we are excited to operate in. I like hearing the word calling. So, how do you find your calling? Is that you? You are like actively? Are you、uh, pursuing or like searching, trying? How do you find that? You know, I wish、uh, there was an answer. I wish there was a oh three steps or three meditation minutes a day, and you'll find your calling. And I don't think people can find their calling if you know they are looking for it.、Uh, the more you're looking for it, the more you're kind of seeking for and 
you know, finding what we call prescriptions. So just because someone says to you, oh, here's advice, you should meditate for 17 minutes and 33 seconds every day. Most of society, most of the young people, what happens is that you start to focus too much on the 17 and a half minutes of meditation. Yeah. You kind of forget the point. So I think ultimately finding your calling comes down to three things. One, uh, where do you find like an adventure? Where do you find like energy? You get so excited about it, like a vision, a purpose. Um, and you can't fake that. And it takes a lot of time, a lot of exploration. Like I visited 77 countries and I really saw a lot of of how the world works. And the more I saw, the more I realized, hey, that's an area I find interesting and oh, that's an area that I don't. And uh, yeah, if, if you can kind of focus on areas where it's not like a job, doesn't feel like work, then you kind of separate between pleasure, enjoyment and lasting fulfillment. Getting a promotion or getting a salary raise in a career is great but it's very momentary. You're happy for an hour and then something happens. But fulfilling your potential, fulfilling your vision for how you want to live the rest of your life, if you can get there, you can feel very lasting fulfillment, right? It goes way beyond the money, it goes way beyond the um, sort of the day-to-day, -day, the monetary things. Yeah. So how do people like, or young people to incorporate passion into job? Because I heard many stories that people are losing like passion. So they don't want to do the jobs because they don't, don't like the nature of that. So how do we incorporate the passion into jobs like you? Mm. I think it's about seeking truth. So mm. you can only find truth within yourself. You can only find a feeling of truth by looking inwards, not looking outwards. If you're always asking people for advice, or if you're always looking at what you know people on YouTube say, then you're never listening to yourself, your inner voice. And the closer you can come to understanding your own inner voice and who you truly are on the inside, the closer you are to being a whole person, an integrated person. And that sort of calling um, and career becomes a byproduct. It doesn't come from you chasing it, right? It comes from you understanding yourself. Self-awareness is very, very important. Wow, that's so deep. I love that. So back to the question. So did you find Accelerate part-time or you quit your full-time job like uh, investment banker and go all in with it and why? Yeah, I... I... I know there's a lot of people that believe you can build a startup while having a job. Uh -huh. I like to follow the philosophy of the Greeks. The Greeks used to say, burn the boats. Mm -hmm. So the idea was if you're going to go to a new country and wage war, um, you're just going to burn your boats. Like you have no other option. You have to force yourself. And for me, I didn't have anything. I had like four thousand Hong Kong dollars left in my bank account and mm -hmm. I spent all my money on traveling mm -hmm. and I just didn't have any other thing I didn't have any offer I said no to all my job offers um, I said no to everything and I said it's either this or nothing right mm -hmm. you can't you can't be half pregnant right you can't be you know half on the boat you're either on the boat or you're off the boat 
and that's my philosophy. I know some people want to build a startup on Saturdays and then yeah. have fun. Yes. But I, I think if you're going to build something big, like you might build a small company, if you want to change the world, if you want to build something huge, you have no choice but to go all in. Wow, that is a big dream, big word as well. So, found that、yeah. company at such a young age, I believe is twenty three, right? So, what was your challenge, and could you share some lesson learns with us? Yeah,、uh, it gets harder and harder. You know,、mm-hmm. when you're a two person company, it's already hard enough.、Uh, when you're forty to fifty, which is、mm-hmm. where we are right now, it gets more challenging, complex. Uh, I believe we'll be at 400 in the next few years.、Wow. It'll get more challenging. So I don't think it ever gets easier. It actually gets harder and harder.、Mm-hmm. The only thing that's different is you get better. You have more skills. You have more knowledge. You know how to deal with it. So for me, it's all about how do I become. Let's say I'm a level five person, and the business is level seven. Then I will find it really hard. But if I can become a level ten person, then a level seven problem is really easy for me, right? So I think in order to be that sort of person that can transcend all the challenges of building a startup, you always have to be growing more yourself、um, as a person, as a CEO, as an individual. And I think you have to do it for the purity. Like people who want to do it so they can start some business and sell it after six months and all, that's very impure. Yes. And if you do it for impure reasons, then the more challenges you had, I had a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges,、mm-hmm. so many that I can't even describe it. Right?、Mm-hmm. Literally, everything went wrong.、Okay. Pretty much everything.、Okay. Uh, you run out of money. You make bad hires. You expand too fast. You expand too slow. Your marketing is not working. Your marketing is working. Like everything, literally、yes. everything went wrong.、Mm-hmm. But I think what kept me going was that it's pure. Mm-hmm. If I only kind of wanted it, and I did it because I thought it will make me look good, then it's impure.、Wow. But if I did it because of the purity of it, then you just keep going. Right? You、mm-hmm. don't think, oh yeah, we're <laughs> we've imploded.、Uh, now I should go get a job. Okay, I've imploded. I'll just start again. I'll go build a business again. So, wow, purity so, matters a lot. Yeah. So, what keep you going during the hard time? Is there any inspiration, any motivation? So you you don't stop. Purity. Purity. You remind yourself why you started it to begin with, and I think being around other CEOs. This is why the CEO class platform is really good. Being with other CEOs and other leaders has been a really really helpful thing. I try to do like one or two CEO breakfast every week. You know, so if I'm level. Seven, and I have forty, fifty staff, and I try to have breakfast with someone who has five hundred or five thousand, right? And I think being around other leaders is really, really quick way to grow your learning and learn how to build a bigger company and a bigger team, and you know, have fun at it at the same time. That's true. So, who motivate you a lot? Ah,、uh, who gives me motivation? I think、um, I think I get a lot of motivation from my team,、mm-hmm. and I think a lot of motivation from the students.、Wow. So if I see that I have really really smart people that I get to work with at my team, then I feel excited. 
right? Because they're excited, we're excited, we're doing you know great things together. Um, if you have a shit team, then you don't get motivated. You actually feel sad. Yeah.、Uh, and I've I've had people that worked out really well, and I've had people who are not the best. And so I find a lot of energy is around the, pe- the team that you built. Number one equation.、Um, and it's not just intelligence. Actually, it's also about purity as well. Do they want a job、mm-hmm. or do they want to work with you for a real thing?、Mm-hmm. And you can't fake it. Like、uh-huh. it's so easy. You can just tell in the eyes: is it real or not? Uh-huh. Um, and customers, you know, we see twenty thousand people. That's not a small amount, right? We see thousands、yes. of people, learning skills, you know, excited. They got jobs. They got a better life. You know, they made more money.、Uh, they went into tech. They got into data. They got into design. They got a new job as product managers, and they're all like so happy. Oh my God! Thank you, thank you, thank you. So. That was, you know, very, very valuable. And then I think connecting that to, okay, if we can train thousands of people with new、mm-hmm. skills, why can't we train millions of people with new skills and a new sort of purpose to transform the world, right?、Oh. Do I want to train millions of people and they all get a job at Facebook, or do I want to train millions of people and then some of them start new companies in plastic or climate change or、mm-hmm. space or like new ways to fight, you know? Uh, global warming,、mm-hmm. so that that's the sort of thing that pushes the human race forward. And if you can think about it like that, then you're kind of very connected to your purpose. You're connected to the sort of broader consciousness.、Mm-hmm. So speaking of your team, so Manuela, how do you identify or like cultivate your like bright team or smart team that share the same goal as you as a CEO? Uh, trial and error. <laughs> yeah, I I used to four years ago when I started. I thought, oh, he's a really smart guy. He should join the company. But、mm-hmm. now I realize, like, it's the heart and the soul. You gotta be smart. You gotta work hard. But if you don't believe in what we are doing, you're not excited about education. You're not excited about you know technology to change education. Then. I can't, you know, you can't, you can't force that. Yeah. So just because someone wants a job doesn't mean they care. And、yeah. the more you can find that people care about what you're doing,、mm-hmm. uh, they feel proud of it as well. So、mm-hmm. I try to find someone and I say, hey, can can he be like a mini CEO? Can he run a、mm-hmm. team? Can he build something? Can he or she be someone who, you know, it's it's from the heart, it's from the soul, it's very very pure.、Um, and I think that really helps. Yeah, I work with your team, and then I think that they're really passionate of your course. So, congratulations for having the team. So,、um, I now would like to talk about technology. So, what does technology mean to you? So, why do you think technology is so powerful to you? Yeah, I think technology is just a tool, right? What matters more is what people can do with it.、Mm-hmm. So, if you think about what computers, man and machine together, can do. We basically were able to synthesize the vaccine for COVID、uh-huh. because of artificial intelligence. People don't realize that. People don't appreciate that.、Um, because of artificial intelligence, we now have self-driving cars, which means less accidents and less people dying.、Mm-hmm. Because of deep learning, we can diagnose breast cancer and lung cancer earlier.、Mm-hmm. Right? Because of AI, we could have. Better solar power so that Hong Kong can move away from 
traditional energy sources to, you know, hydrogen fuel, solar fuel. So it's not the technology itself that matters, it's how you use it, right? And if you can train and inspire people to use it in a way that really helps the world, that ripple effect is very, very beautiful. That That's mm-hmm. a very powerful thing. Yes. So I saw some um, questions from the audience. So let's see this one. So how can we prepare for the future challenges by Cat3? Uh, yeah, do you want to explain which which challenges are you referring to, Catherine? Yeah, so uh, shall um, Catherine just like supplement more information? So let's answer this question. So what is the most important skills we should learn nowadays? Um, it depends what you want, right? If you want to be a banker then learn finance if you want to be an entrepreneur then learn decision making and learn uh, leadership and learn you know how to do sales and marketing and finance and learn how to not lose your mind under 18 hours of stress <laughs> um, if you want to be a, a, a doctor then go to the medical school so whatever the skills are they're the the hard skills like domain knowledge but I think they're also the sort of digital skills so if you go and be a lawyer but you don't know how AI works then you might join the wrong field if you go and join um, you know a, a radiology division but everything is done by deep learning so understanding not just what jobs and skills are available now, but what's in the future, how your industry or how your profession is changing, I think is really, really important, right? Everything is changing all the time. So I think the number one skill, if I could advise, is the ability to learn to learn. So if I start as a banker, I can learn how to be a banker. Then two, three years later, I can learn to be a CEO. Then, you know, for me, I plan to run many businesses in my life, and then I will go learn how to run multiple companies at the same time. So, I think um, the most important thing is learning to learn. You're always learning how to get to the next level. That is very important. Mm-hmm. So, Catherine just gave up more information. So, the future like uh, challenges like the new normal or post-COVID job market. So how can we get prepared for that? Mm, The new normal. I think the new normal, the same thing applies, learning to learn, right? That's a very, very important skill, learning to adapt, learning to, oh, tomorrow you go from being an air hostess or a pilot to a data scientist, being able to quickly reskill yourself um, very, very important. Tomorrow you go from accountant to, you know, software engineer. You need to know how to um, kind of evolve and rapidly iterate your solution. So that sort of learning to learn is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Got it. So let's do another question. So any tips to lead a team? Any tips to lead a team? I think the number one tip is make sure you have the right people, right? Mm-hmm. If you have the right people, you don't really, that's, that's half the battle. If you have the right people, 
Mm -hmm. right? And the other half is to focus on what's important to them. Mm -hmm. I used to think it's all about the company, but I realized that if I can work with people and they learn and they grow and they have personal growth while the company is growing, that's very mm -hmm. powerful, right? Mm -hmm. If it's only me, 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 or accelerate, accelerate, or the company yeah. growth, then they leave. But mm -hmm. if it's a balance, right? Hey, so-and-so, you can learn this by doing this project, which also helps us and it helps you, then uh, we try to do both. Now, of course, not every project is always going to have that. Mm -hmm. But if you can keep in mind that, you know, your your team also wants to grow and try new things, and you can keep in mind that where the company needs to go, and sometimes you find ways where both can happen together, that, that helps really uh, cement the idea that we're in this together. Mm -hmm. We have another question from Ryan. So for someone so ambitious like yourself, how do you go about planning and managing your schedule? Do you use any tool, techniques like that? <laughs> Good question. Uh, yeah, my schedule is pretty messed up. Um, I try my best to keep a schedule and then it just doesn't work. I've tried for four years to keep a schedule. Um, I generally try to wake up really early though. I think um, waking up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning just means that you're on top of the world. Now, uh, what you choose to do after that is up to you. I think it's really important for me that I do a workout in the morning. I just feel really ready for the challenges ahead. And um, yeah, after the workout, you know, it's for me, I prefer to be up early doing meetings, doing you know, calls, doing uh, planning, strategy, whatever it is, but the really critical stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then you try and do the critical stuff between the hours of 7 to 11, 7 to 12, and then lunch, there's another meeting, and then mm -hmm. the afternoon is more, you know, oh, reply to emails or, you know, the, the less intense work. I mean, replying to emails you can even do at night, right? Mm -hmm. But do you really want to wake up in the most powerful morning of your hour? Uh, mm -hmm. of, of your day you're just you know watching a Facebook video right mm -hmm. so you but I think about what works for you and what works for me is putting really really challenging tasks or really important meetings in the morning uh -huh. and working out and waking up really early and then in the second half of the day I'll be you know more with the team focusing on issues focusing on day-to-day -day, focusing on um, you know emails and all that mm -hmm. stuff and that works for me Right, yeah. and then squeeze in more meetings and more calls at night, and then <laughs> do it all over again. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I think there's no schedule, right? For some people, they like a schedule. For me, I think it's more guidelines, less schedule. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm also an early bird, so I really like to be awake, uh, like before everybody would go. Okay, so we have more. So, how do you plan your career? This remark. Um, could you could you go into a little bit more detail, more like in terms of what? Sorry. Uh, can you go into more detail? Okay, what I think Mark. Yeah, um, let me see if Mark has many. Uh, maybe Mark, you can ask a little bit more. So I wait for that. So now I have more questions for you. So do you think technology can solve all the problems? If not, what are their limitations? 
Sorry, could you repeat that question, please? So, do you think technology can solve all the problems that you said earlier? And if not, what are the limitations? Yeah, I think even the most powerful technology in the world, if people don't know how to use it, then it doesn't solve anything, right? I think technology enables us to create more abundance, more prosperity,、mm -hmm. but it can also be very destructive. Case in point, social media. Right, I know millions of young people who the sort of anxiety and the depression that comes out of social media is much worse than the benefit of being in touch with people. So, I think being very, very clear on how that technology will be used and what's the use case, I think that matters the most. Mm -hmm. um, the, the tool is most important, but what's more important is a problem.、Mm -hmm. So that matters a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, do you think Hong Kong is a tech savvy or friendly city? Why? No. Oh no. Not at all. No way. <laughs>、um, it's terrible. <laughs> how, is, how, how is this the city of the future? Okay. Like. There's no, there's no human capital here, right?、Mm -hmm. Where are all the data scientists? Where are all the software engineers? Where are all the companies? There's a couple who are doing game-changing stuff. Most of them are in Silicon Valley. Most of them are in China and Singapore and India. So that's kind of why I'm I'm running Accelerate to try and change that because I think it'd be good for Hong Kong to be more tech-savvy. I think in order for the city to be more tech-savvy, the people need to be more tech-savvy. You have to start with the people. So, so why do you think like the Hong Kong is not a tech savvy city? It's like the people are not like tech sensitive enough, or like is the education? Yeah,、system? education. It's the education system here, right?、Mm -hmm. If you go through the education system here,、um, anyone who studies computer science, they just go get a job in the bank, and anyone who's interested in tech usually. It's too hard to run a business here,、uh, a tech business. There's not that many tech companies and startups here. Now it's growing, it's,、mm -hmm. it's improving,、mm -hmm. but、um, there's no ecosystem, there's no industry here, right? It's all talk.、Mm -hmm. So I think the education system then it forces you to go get a degree in law, or、mm -hmm. you become an accountant, or you become, you know, a banker.、Uh, it's not bad. It's just It's very limiting, right?、Mm -hmm. You go get a job in real estate or property or insurance. So most people, the education system here, they don't even think, oh, should I go do something in climate change? Oh, should I try and build a company that gets, you know, space? People go to space, right?、Mm -hmm. No one's thinking about anything ambitious here. No one's thinking about anything but short-term thinking,、mm -hmm. right? Everyone's、uh, sort of thinking is, oh, can I? Uh, get out of the office, and you know when when's my dinner and all. Now I don't want to generalize, but generally the education system of Hong Kong prioritizes jobs where it's very, you know,、mm -hmm. it's、mm -hmm. all about like the job. It's never about the calling. It's never about doing something great. So if you see someone and their potential is is 150,、mm -hmm. right? Let's say the guy is, is has the potential to achieve 160. But the exam is between zero and a hundred,、mm -hmm. so the education system has failed this person. 
because mm -hmm. he's capable of 160, mm -hmm. but the system is holding him back. He's saying you can only be maximum 100. Mm -hmm. So it's very what I call limited thinking, mm -hmm. right? It's very um, narrow. Yeah, it's not infinite thinking. It's not, mm -hmm. oh, what are the new options? What are the new things that we can create, right? How do we push the human race forward? It's just let me go get a job and then let me go to Lang Kwai Fong and then <laughs> let me, you know, and that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay for 99% of people. Mm -hmm. But I think there are more and more people now who realize that that's just not enough. It's just not fulfilling right you wake up and you're 40 and you're midlife crisis and you realize mm -hmm. this is really unnecessary yes i agree fulfillment is the most important when working your job or like doing other things so mark just like giving you the question is how to make the decision like either to taking a full-time job or starting a startup how do what is the factor to affect you to make the decision I'm sorry, could you repeat that, please? So, um, how do you make the decision, either you take a full-time job or starting a startup? So, any elements you would consider? Yeah, um, I had job offers and I said no to them. I decided to do the more risky route. So, mm -hmm. I said, what is the more scary thing to do? What is the more challenging thing to do? What is the one that I could struggle more with right mm -hmm. the easy path i don't want the easy path if i wanted the easy path i was making millions of dollars as an investment banker right was not inspiring at all so mm -hmm. you do the hard route wow i like you always go with the hard thing first yeah so exactly yeah the ryan is what advice would you give to your 24 year old self in terms of life career anything you can think of uh wow so many things so many things um if i could go back to where i was a few years ago i would say that probably the number one bit of advice is understanding truth mm. now what do i mean by that right most of us spend our life thinking and acting in terms of what society and what people, our parents, our friends expect of us. Yes. But because you live so much for everyone else, you don't have the courage to live for yourself. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you look at these things like truth, your ability to understand truth, mm -hmm. sometimes the truth is, is not nice, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the truth is, is sad to hear. But if you can understand truth, like what really is the way your mind works, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it that you are going through certain emotions because of certain triggers, mm -hmm. right? Why do you act in a certain way? Why do you talk in a certain way, right? What is the source? What is the neurological hardware? So truth really encompasses understanding reality, understanding neuroscience, understanding the mind, understanding yourself, mm -hmm. understanding the way you act, understanding the way you spend your time mm -hmm. as clearly as you can because then it will show you whether what you want to do is for you it's pure from your heart from your soul or it's impure oh your mom said it will be good for you to be a hsbc banker mm -hmm. right and 
you might get the job, but you'll die one day and you'll realize, wow, I'm pretty miserable.、Mm-hmm. So I think purity and truth and authenticity. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is a really important piece of advice. Like, be authentic, not with everyone else, with yourself.、Yes. Don't lie to yourself,、mm-hmm. right? If you don't find this interesting, don't pretend tomorrow it's going to be more interesting. It's not going to change.、Yeah. You have to change. Yes.、Yeah. Just be honest. Face yourself. I think. I think authenticity, right? It's a lot of. Everyone says be authentic, but no one really talks about how do you be authentic.、Mm-hmm. Well. Authenticity comes from solitude, from time alone,、mm-hmm. from、um, perspective,、mm-hmm. from reflection,、uh-huh. from、um, understanding what you're not. I was、mm-hmm. not investment banker, right? Sometimes it's easier to understand what you don't want.、Mm-hmm. Can you wake up one day? If I woke up one day and we are, you know,、um, a ten thousand person company in fifty countries, that's very authentic. Mm-hmm. If I woke up one day and we have, you know, not changed at all, we're still a small company in Hong Kong. That's something I don't want, and I think understanding that that really I don't want that, I don't want that, then that helps you get authenticity and clarity. Yes, feel more step closer to your heart, right? Pure, yeah, authenticity, authenticity,、yes. sin- sincerity, like. Are you doing something because someone told you to do it,、mm-hmm. which ninety-nine percent of people are? Or are you doing it because you want to do it? Yes, inspiring. So I have another question. I think it's very good questions. So why do you think there are not enough women in tech industry? How do you plan on growing the long term, thinking in people through education? Good question. That's a very good question. Thank you for asking that.、Um, I used to run a company where it was 95% male,、mm-hmm. and the company was pretty shit. <laughs>、um, I run a company now that is 50% male and 50% female,、mm-hmm. and I can tell you that this is the way it should be for every company in every part of the world、mm-hmm. in every industry. This is not about right or wrong.、Mm-hmm. It's just better. It just makes sense. Like it. Just it just has to be this, right? I can't think of any other world where, it, 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 you know, it's unf. It's 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 just so much better for everyone. Imagine if I'm building a company and I'm selling selling I don't know cups, right? And、mm-hmm. if if my my all my staff are are men, then we're only going to think about what men want, which is I don't know beer cups. No one's thinking about you know tea cups, for example. That women want. It's fifty percent of the population. So you can't design for a future if you're all male. And I think it starts with the education system. When you're a young girl, you're three, you're five, right? Your parents will never tell you, "Oh, go be an engineer or a computer scientist or a data scientist or a research engineer." But why?、Mm-hmm. Right? Because their parents never told them. Right, because they went through education system where the girl becomes some housewife and has a kid, and that's all. Like, no, that's wrong. Right? The woman should have as much potential to be as great as she can,、um, 
And that's right, that they have an equal opportunity to achieve and unleash their full potential. If the person is achieving and able to achieve 150 and the education system is 100, right, the marks are zero to 100, the grades, but you're capable of 150, that is a new type of education system that enables you to fulfill your full potential. That to me is very, very important in our education system. One, it stigmatizes it, right? Oh, girl should go get a degree as a nurse or something. Why? That's, that's stupid. That's yesterday. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, for us, we do like two million dollars of scholarships mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. uh, for women in tech. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have 50 50 male, female in the company. But right now, even the program, some of our programs are, are slightly more biased towards male. And I want to stabilize it. And so the best way to do that is to give people role models. So we have a lot of videos on LinkedIn and YouTube. Oh, look at this girl. She was a secretary. Now she's a data scientist. Oh, look at this mother. She didn't have a job for five years because she had a child, but now she's back and she has a, a job offer or she's a CEO, right? So I think women need more role models. And when you can see other people doing it, you can visualize it's easier for you to do it. And so that's why we do a lot of scholarships at Accelerate for women to learn these skills. And we also promote it and make videos. We try and like make it a a role model. And I think that plus destigmatizing it, right? Like Mm -hmm. at a young age, the girls five, 10, you know what? You want to be a rocket scientist? You should do it. You know what? You want to um, run a carbon capture company? Do it. You want to be an engineer? Do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Not, oh, yeah, you should be a nurse or. It's, it's just too much talk. Mm-hmm. And by the time the girl has become 20, then she just doesn't even think it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so wrong. And it's all because of society, it's mm-hmm. all because of old traditional thinking. And. I want to challenge it. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to publicly state that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I do that by my actions, right? Like women in tech scholarships and all. And mm-hmm. I think um, there's a long journey ahead, but it really does require role models. It does require mentors. It does require those to reinvest in um, other women to make them leaders of tomorrow. And the more there is, and there's more momentum. And we, as an education company, try our best to enable that. Yes, as a woman myself, I feel so empowered when you try different ways to let the ladies to get into a tech space. It is incredible. Thank you so much for the hard work. So I have another pleasure. I've seen some amazing stories. You know, I've seen some some women. She had no money. She had two kids, and then she got a job after studying, and then she can send her kids to college. It made me cry. Yes, but I want to yeah. cry too. So yeah, I, yeah, cry yeah. of happiness, not sadness. Yeah. Um, yes, okay. I think James is your friend. He said, hey, Lavin, good seeing you again. My question, what major changes will Accelerate implement in Hong Kong in the, in the next year to bring positive change to the city? Yeah, um, I think there's three changes that we are focused on for Hong Kong. Uh, we have built a job board, so we are focused a lot more on the employment piece. We used to be really, really in the education thing, but we started building software and solutions. We built a whole talent solutions team as well, 
And so we take care a lot more about the outcomes, working with companies, working with banks, working with fintechs, working with governments. Like, how do we create new jobs, right? If you go to a recruiter, he just takes one thing and he gives it to someone else, right? It's,、mm-hmm. it's a salesman, right? Now that's not bad. It's just not great either because you don't create real value. But if you're going to companies and governments, right? We went to H and M. We helped them go create new jobs in data science. They used to have those jobs in Sweden only. They never did it in Hong Kong, right? Even with the Hong Kong government, I went and I talked to them yesterday. I said, "How do we create 1,000 new jobs in biotech, right? 1,000 new jobs in hospitals to use technology for smart hospitals for smart care, right? That doesn't mean that I take it from somewhere else." Right, that is called zero sum thinking. I think for us, positive sum thinking is how do you create it from nothing. So number one, we got a lot more in the outcomes. We built our job board, we built our job team, we have accelerated jobs, and we really create new jobs.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, and and also you know that goes to helping them get jobs in other parts. You know, some people they want to go get a job in London or Australia, and they want to try new things. So international job network, international opportunities. Um, the second thing that's been really important is that we got government accreditation.、Mm-hmm. So we, on behalf of the government, go to a lot of SMEs, a lot of family businesses, and we help them get a lot of money.、Um, mm-hmm. And it only takes a few days. It's actually pretty easy. But we're helping the government reinvest in the people. We are the conduit. We are the platform, right? So we're government accredited, and we work very closely with the Hong Kong Productivity Council, and we help. These companies and individuals learn these skills. Now, I don't want them to go learn, you know,、uh, Python or or, or cybersecurity for fun, right? We do it in a way where it helps the business. It's it's called education consulting. Ed consulting、um, requires them to help the business. If we go help、um, a restaurant, you don't just learn data science. You learn data science so you can get more customers, right? Um, if you go work with a bank and they learn AI, they use AI so that the bank can be better. You can reduce the stupid tasks.、Mm-hmm. So I think it's another one to help Hong Kong. We help businesses, the local businesses, directly, right? And that SME level means that we take it really seriously, like really invest in people. So outcomes is one.、Um, working with businesses is another one. And I think to bring in positive change into Hong Kong, I think we've started offering new programs. That I myself never thought we would even do. So it's it's pretty fun for me to do、uh, energy or climate change or ESG or mental health or well-being or、um, you know you run programs in in health right?、Um, how to do COVID screening right with data science right? COVID scanner,、um, mm-hmm. breast cancer scanner or lung cancer scanner right? So the more we can show that. Or like food, right? Recycle food projects. So the more you can use education and projects to give people skills, but there's a ability for people to look at those skills for the betterment of mankind. Then I think that works a lot better.、Mm-hmm. It's great to hear lots of like big achievement with your company and the team. Good job for you. So.、Yeah. Yes, I believe that we answered all the questions from the audience. So I would like to end today's section with a positive note. So my last question to you is:、um, What do you foresee the world、um, if we are using the technology in a good way? What do you want to foresee? 
Yeah, if if I was able to wake up at in twenty years and the world's education systems had fundamentally changed so that they offered、uh, abilities for people to learn, not just oh from ages three to twenty one, but people are learning from the day they're born to the day they die. One, a lifelong learning system, right?、Mm-hmm. Lifelong learning means you live longer, you live a healthier and happier life. I think number two, if the world has incorporated a lot of smart talent to fight the world's greatest challenges, like climate change is a big one, you know, carbon is a big one,、mm-hmm. right? Fighting、um, pollution, plastic pollution, finding new ways to do cement, right?、Um, biotech. Right? How do you optimize your sleep? How do you understand the brain? How do you、uh, understand, you know, the electrical impulses that happen in our brain? Understanding these breakthrough advances in materials and biotech and energy and climate, I think, there plus education, that's a really exciting future. Wow! So I just have the most really last one questions. Oh, two more questions. Okay, here. So,、um, so this one is from Ryan. What books or other inspirations? Do you think shapes you the most and make you achieve so much at a young age?、Um, yeah, I think、uh, I went and I did a six-month sabbatical after I left Wall Street. So I went to twenty-seven countries. I went all over the world.、Uh, I went to Bolivia. I went to Iran. I went to Jordan. I went to Namibia. I went to Croatia. I went to Argentina. I went all these countries, and I think. Seeing so much in a short period of time really changed the way I see the world. Seeing that life is not just your bubble—that you have to wake up, go to your job,、mm-hmm. come home, right? By seeing all that, I realized that I have the permission to do whatever I want. Most people rely on permission from their moms or their dads or their husbands or their wives or their friends. We're always looking for permission, right? And I decided that you don't need permission from anyone but myself、mm-hmm. to do certain things. So, if I can focus on, you know, the, the travel, that was a really important thing. And、um, I think there are, there are certain books along the way that really made a positive difference to me. I think.、Uh, One of my favorite ones is a book called Flow.、Um, it's by this guy called Mihaly.、Uh, last name unpronounceable, but、mm-hmm. Flow is a good one because it teaches you、um, how to live a life where your your life is a sense of flow. Everything just works.、Um, I thought that was a pretty good one. Okay, great. So I believe I really, really answer all the questions from the Indian audience. I mean, they're really, really active. I'm really glad that. They're engaging with you, so I think that's it for today's section. So thank you again, Lavin, for your time and your wisdom, and I really enjoyed the conversation with you. No worries. I'm gonna write my email address if anyone wants to contact me after. Sure.、Um, they can just yeah. Do you want to just give them my email? Yes.、Uh, let me write in the chat box. Okay. So, yeah, if you have any questions or you want to keep in touch with Nadine, you can just email him. So I just put、yeah. his email here. Okay. Okay. Great. Well,、so, thank you, everyone. I hope it was fun. Thank you. So have a good day, and thank you so much for your time again. No worries. Have、Bye-bye. a beautiful day. Bye. Bye.